What's up, everybody? This is Ronnie, and welcome to Melanated and Unbothered. Today, we're going to be celebrating the 10th episode. That's right, the 10th episode. Um, I'm so excited to bring this episode to y'all because we're going to be talking about toxic family members, how to create those boundaries, how to keep your distance, um, and learning how to differentiate between those that are in your corner and there for you and there to support and those that are just waiting there to prey on your downfall. Um, and I'm talking about cousins, mothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, immediate family and extended family. Um, I'll also be talking about the legacy of Nipsey Hussle, who would have celebrated his 34th birthday this past week. Um, and I'll also be even updating you guys on the ASAP Rocky situation. Uh, I won't spend too much time on that, but um, I did want to update y'all. Um, some things have happened. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a bunch more. And you guys are going to get some story time and a few other shit, honestly. But um, stay tuned, keep it locked. And um, this music that you hear in the background, it is from my girl Inez. Check her out at Musical Prodigy, M-U-S-I-Q-A-L-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y, Musical Prodigy. All right, y'all, stay tuned, keep it locked. This is Melanated and Unbothered. Okay, so I really need y'all to understand that this is episode 10, which means I've been consistently recording for the past few months, which means consistency pays off, which means that I'm, I've been on my shit. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, um, I literally just record on my phone or my iPad. Um, I edit what I can, edit what I can't, and you know I usually upload it. Um, I've been developing content for this for um, a while now, but I've um, took that leap of faith um, back in June and just decided, you know, fuck it, we're going to do this. So I'm really proud of myself and I thank y'all so much for tuning in and, you know, sticking with me, sticking through it. Um, you know, there are days where I'll have episodes that have 30 something views, 40 something views, and then there will be times where. I only got three views or only seven plays or whatever the fuck. But honestly, I'm not going to let that, you know, dictate, um, you know, my progress with this, my consistency with this. I'm going to keep grinding, keep shining. Um, either y'all going to love it or you're going to hate it. But I know I do this for me. Um, I do this for, you know, my mental health and for all the black girls and all the melanated women out there um, and even melanated men out there. Um, you know, this is this is for y'all. And, you know, I hope y'all can relate on some of the issues that, you know, I go through. This is experience based. Um, some of it is from, you know, textbooks, whatever. But I'm not here to preach. Uh, I'm just honestly here to, to teach and to see if y'all hopefully learn from some of the shit and the mistakes that I've made. Some of the lessons that I learned from other people. Um, but I just want y'all to know, like, I'm going to keep doing this shit. Um, not only for myself, but I would do it for y'all, whether you listen or not, it's still going to be done. And, you know, just respect, you know, I'm glad that y'all still stick with me and y'all listening. Um, a couple of days ago, I was able to, um, upload my RS feed to Apple podcast so that some of y'all can hear and finally listen. A lot of people have not been able to listen to the podcast because it's not on Apple yet. Um, but it will be there speaking it, it into his existence. 
um, which though should not have been stopping some of y'all from listening on Spotify, but whatever, it's all good. Um, but yeah, um, but we got a really good show and, you know, I'm really excited. Um, so first thing first, I want to go ahead and just update y'all on the whole ASAP Rocky situation. So two weeks ago, um, when last episode aired, I had said that, um, ASAP was in some legal issues or whatever and still in jail. Turns out he was actually released earlier than than that day that I thought he was still in jail. So that's my fault. He actually wasn't in jail still. But I meant what I said. Um, you know, the charges were dropped August 14th. That episode aired the 9th. And it looked like he was released, uh, I believe, a couple of days prior to the 9th. So, um, but yeah, um, you know, they suspended the sentence because obviously he had served time. Um, he had to pay a fine. Um, but I, he had posted something on Instagram and, you know, I had said, uh, you know, humbleness shouldn't come at a cost. And I think that's very true. Um, I think we all need to really look at what it is that we're doing, um, and really trying to, and really take a step back at what it is that we are putting out there in the world, you know, whether it's our attitude, um, you know, our actions, how we speak to other people when we're driving, when we're interacting with other people, whether it's in the grocery store, school, work, even with your friends and your family, like we really have to pay attention to how we're impacting people because every little movie make is going to impact somebody one way or another. I know that when I'm driving or whatever and somebody cut me off, you know, it impacts me because of them. I get mad, you know, um, and even, and if I cut them off, like I'm making the situation even worse, you know, or, um, if somebody say something like sideways, say something crazy to me and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and I want to pop off, you know, I'm really trying to become way more self-aware. I am in a new environment and I do have this mentality of, I won't be the same person I was when I first left this area. Um, things have changed. My confidence has has grown significantly. Um, I'm a lot more poised and a lot more um, assured of myself than I was when I first left, you know, um, the Coachella Valley. Because that's where I currently live, you know, temporarily. Um, but... You know, I think this entire situation with ASAP Rocky, it, it, ha- it lets you know, you know, you can't just go into different places acting the fool, acting like, you know, you're above everybody else and that you're God. You know, I'm not saying that I do, but I'm saying that we all have to look at how we're acting, you know, and really let go of our egos because it's our egos aren't important. Our egos is not confidence is actually lack of and we really need to confront what our ego is and you know sometimes you just got to shut that shit up because it's it can get in the way of many things in your life you know it can cost you your freedom and when we act like we're above it all and we act like we we're untouchable we're untouchable that's the problem that's where you know will lose. And I think in this situation, um, it brought a lot of losses to ASAP, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. 
Um, it just sucks that it took this to happen for him to, I guess, be humble in a sense. I mean, he has said some things that are very questionable. Speaking in terms of, you know, certain black communities and communities that he he has come from. Um, but I'm not going to dwell on that too much or any longer. Um, but, you know, humbleness is key. And we really got to look, look at that and reel ourselves in, you know, because reality is what exists, not this God-like type of perception, this ego, this um, this type of idea of who we think we are. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but the topic today is toxic family members. And I, I decided to talk about this because I have toxic family members. And I'm not sure if it's because I'm toxic to them, but I don't try to be toxic to nobody. I'm only toxic when people are toxic to me, you know, or I just ignore. Um, Like I said in previous episodes, you know, I just block, block, delete. And as much as I'm trying to stay away from that, it seems to be the only way that I can really hold a boundary and really keep it there. Because I don't have a problem walking away from people. Um, I've I have uh, three sisters um, um, that are in my immediate family, and you know we're all very different. You know we're um, we're we all have different personalities. We all do different things. We all have our different beliefs. Um, I would like to say our mom raised us the same, but I think we all adapt. We all adapted differently to how our mother taught us. Um, I'm the oldest of four of us. And, um, and I do have a twin. Um, surprise, I have a twin. Um, but I do feel like I sometimes clash with um, my sisters at times. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm having to take on this extreme big sister role and having to either educate them on something and not necessarily educate but I don't want to well okay I guess you can say educate but it's more so I'm having to constantly lecture um, my sisters on certain things you know because we're all two two years apart and a lot of um, a lot of the issues that we face um, stem from our it stems from us coming into our own so we've all had different friends. We've all had different experiences. Some of us um, took a different route. I mean, we all, some of us went northeast, south, and west, northeast, southwest, you know. And I'm not saying that regionally. I'm actually saying, like, we've all taken different routes. Um, but recently, I was, like, clashing with my twin sister, and I just didn't understand why. Um and I was like trying to figure out like why like I I trying to understand like why is there a clash? And it's not even that, it's like I'm the brick wall and she's just you know crashing into me for no apparent reason. It's like something triggered her for her to want to 
come at me for any and everything. You know, I don't understand what the uh, trigger is. Um, I think one time I've talked to her before about it, but like I feel like there is there's never a definite answer. It's just that oh, I want to be an asshole for the day, or uh, I don't know. That's just how I am. It's this very nonchalant attitude. Um, and something for me personally, that's something that I can't handle. I don't do the whole, um, the whole. Let me be negative around Ronnie all the time. Um, I hate negativity. I hate when people do things to kind of tick me off, annoy the fuck out of me. Um, it's like, all right, now it's time for me to go. Like, I'm not even about to give you the response that you're looking for. Um, and I feel like, why, like, why does this, why does this exist? I mean, she may listen to this, she may not, but, um, and I, and eventually she'll be on the show if she wants to, she's asked to come on. But, um, like, I've just been really trying to figure out, like, why do you have to act like an asshole when I'm around? You know, when I was damn near 3,000 miles away from here, we would talk every day. We had no problems. We'd be on the phone, FaceTime, whatever. Oh, I miss you right now. You know, like, there was a, it's, it's a complete different person. And I've come to the understanding that with all my family members, we get along the best when I guess we're far apart or when we don't live in under the same roof roof, or when we're not near each other. And as fortunate, as unfortunate as that sounds, it actually works. I mean, when you look at, you know, like if you've grown up in a house together, right? From being a baby and, you know, you're 18 years old. I mean, in middle school and high school, we're all going to have these Issues where like, oh, I fucking hate my sister. She took my brush. She took my comb. Uh, da 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 da. Or she telling on me or whatever. We all have these issues, right? But there was a point in time where all of us were like living in the same fucking house after the age of eighteen. I think I was. Tw- I had just moved back um, to the to the desert, and I think it was like twenty three, and you know. It was just way too much. Like, I was working full-time, but I guess living with my parents was, like, the cheapest route. But everybody and their mama was in there. Literally, everybody was there. Um, and we all started... Like, we all have our own personalities, and everyone was fighting. If it wasn't my two little sisters fight, fighting each other, always arguing, whatever, it was me and Ronice not getting along. Or it was um, me and my, my middle sister, like, having an issue, you know? Or me and my baby sister having an issue. and Or my twin and my other sisters having an issue. Um, or even having an issue with my mom, um, but little things like that. And you know, I'm 27, so things obviously are are very different. You know, I I do have a close relationship with all my sisters. They're all very different relationships. I feel like as close as I can get to my twin sister, sometimes I feel like we're not that close because there's a lot that we can't really talk about because we're on two different wavelengths. Um, I'm a Pisces, so if you see there's one fish that's swimming up, one fish swimming down, we are literally both. And sometimes I'm up, sometimes she's down, sometimes she's up, and sometimes I'm down. We're just two very different people. Um, I mean, we were supposed to be born Gemini, but you know that didn't happen. And maybe that's why we're so crazy. Um, 
but I think a lot of a lot of um, dysfunction that plagues families. And I sometimes I even feel like, fuck, like, damn, we must be the only dysfunctional family on this fucking earth because why like everybody seems to be so close. And I and I have this envy of families that have like 30 family members and everybody is so close together and everybody loves one another and there's like no problems or whatever. Everybody's just so fucking happy. I envy that because I don't ever get that. I just got my mama and my sisters and that's it. And sometimes we fight, sometimes we don't, sometimes we're close, sometimes we're not. And like, we don't, I don't really see like a group of 20 people getting together and having um, a good time. Um, maybe at a family reunion, but I don't really talk to my mom's side of the family. Um, and I hardly speak to my dad's side of the family because, you know, those relationships are either strained or we're just now really starting to get to know them. Um, and I think a lot of this stemmed from, you know, my mom telling us when we were younger, like, you know, I don't like, she'll be like, I don't fuck with that side of the family. And I'll just be like, huh? But then, like, you know, I was able to understand a little later, you know. Um, I've dealt with my mom's side of the family before. And um, side note, this is all based on experience, of course. I'm going to tell you guys some of my, my experiences. I'm going to give you guys a story time. Um, but when my mom would say that, it was more like... We don't deal with that side of the family because there's nothing but drama on my side of the family. But my dad's side of the family, oh, it's on and popping. Like, we can hang with them, whatever. It's not a problem, you know. Uh, there may be a few here and there that we may not deal with, but it's cool. But my mom would be like, well, my mom, but my mom would talk about, you know, her side, her, her side of the family or her mom's mom's side of the family. No, her mom's, her, my mom's, okay. I'm fucking up. My grandma's side of the family on my mom's side, we don't fuck with. My my mom's father's side of the family, we fuck with. So my grandfather's side, we fuck with. My grandmother, no. And I'm just talking about, this is all from my mother's side. My mom's father, my mom's mother. So my mom's mother, no. My mom's father, yes. So... I've all, we've always heard that, you know, as kids. And I, I start to wonder, like, did that, you know, are we kind of going into that whole generational curse of, you know, of having dysfunction and it plaguing our family? And we get to that point where we don't want to fucking talk to one another. Or when we start having kids, um, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do this. Um and it just makes me question, like, damn, like, what if I have kids and, you know, I tell them, oh, I don't want, I don't want y'all dealing with, with my, with my side of the family. No, I don't. But y'all can deal with my dad's side of the family. I don't want that to be perpetuated onto my children, you know, and I damn sure don't want that perpetuated onto my nieces and nephews and, and those who have not been born yet, um, but it concerns me and I feel like sometimes there's this crabs in a barrel attitude. I know we shouldn't say that crabs in a barrel, but I see that shit a lot within a lot of black communities. It don't matter what your social economical class is or whatever you're educated, all that shit. It don't matter. Um, 
But it seems like people don't want you to rise, do better, you know, um, relinquish um, what has been ruined or whatever. Um, And even just trying to rehabilitate after trauma, like nobody wants you to do good. And I feel like sometimes personally for me, like as someone that has recently graduated from college, it's like, damn, like, does my family like, like, do they, does anybody want me to be better than I was before? I mean, is it a problem that I got my education and I left, you know, cause I've left and come back so many times, but is it a problem because I'm growing and I'm, I'm changing as a person and evolving, you know, I'm not changing for the worse. I'm changing for the better. So I'm like, is that affecting, you know, the people that is in my immediate family? You know, um, I also have that guilt of, um, you know, being the first one to graduate and having this feeling of guilt and not being able, being able to save everybody. Um, I've been able to, I've been fortunate and lucky, not even lucky, but I just been blessed enough to have resources provided for me and resources that I've looked for and garnered, um, that I've used and that have helped me tremendously. And I do so much with those resources that I give back to people who can utilize those resources for themselves. So with that being said, am I being, is it wrong that I, you know, try to talk to my sisters and even people who aren't related to me? Um, is it wrong that I, that I provide these resources or tell them about these resources and say, Hey, like you can do this, you can do that. Or should I just shut up and not, you know, say anything or just let people find out on their own? Because if there's one thing that I've experienced in Atlanta is that people, not all people in Atlanta, but people don't want you to get ahead. People always think that, you know, you're coming after their job, their position. But at the end of the day, it's not that I'm just trying to create my own lane And I'm giving you and I'm trying to help you with some of these resources that will open up a lane for you. So am I wrong for trying to open up, trying to help you open up a lane for yourself? Or should I just watch you, you know, stumble, crawl and fall trying to find these resources? Because one of the things that you'll see in society today is that there's a lack of resources for people. You know, they don't know that there are programs out there that, are, that is willing to fund your education if you are low income. They don't know that there's an opportunity for them to go to college if they're the first person to graduate, you know. And those are just a few. The, those are just two resources. There are so many people that don't have resources, don't have access, don't even know. And it's not because of ignorance. It's because they just don't know or they're not informed or you know, they're with those resources are withheld for a reason to keep people down. So when I go to school or when I learn about this or I learn about that, or I even make mistakes out in the world and I try to give back to my family just as much as I give back to the youth in several different cities across this country, it's not for nothing. It's for the betterment of them or at least the involvement of them if they wanted to take that. I experienced firsthand um, 
some shady ass shit from family members. And I'm not talking about my sisters. Um, I don't, I don't want to get too deep when it comes to my sisters because we all have been through some shit. Um, but like together, like we've all been through some shit. Um, but I want to, I want to take it to the extended family members real quick. I'll jump back to, um, you know, my immediate family. So there was a time where I had first moved to Atlanta, right? Back in 2015, I had went to go live with my cousin who shall not be named because <laughs> they ass is blocked. Um, but this was that side of the family that my mom told me not to fuck with. You know, it was her mom's side of the family. She was like, no, don't fuck with them. They shady. You know, they did my mama wrong. So I don't want y'all being put, they did my mama wrong and they did me wrong. So I don't want y'all, you know, getting put into a position where they start fucking with y'all or just doing some shit. Cause then I'm going to be mad. So I was like, all right, I'll take your word for it. I'll be guarded. But I'm going to do this. Let me just experience these people for myself, you know. So I haven't seen these people in like 12, 13, 14, 15 years, right? So I go to Atlanta to live with this, pers- with this person because I was going to go to Clark, Atlanta in 2015. Um, this person just wasn't like motivated. Um, it was always like a bunch of excuses. Um, there, and it's not to put them on blast. This is just what it was. Like there were just excuses. There was no drive. Um, there was no, no, uh, there was no, um, damn, I'm trying to look for the fucking word, but the person just wasn't driven. Um, he wasn't ambitious. And, um, I think that was hard for me because I'm like, nah, like, even though I'm out here and I'm sleeping on your couch, (laughs) this is, all this is doing is motivating me to do better, be better, and get out of the situation because this isn't what I want to do. Um, of course, I'm willing to, you know, work with you and, you know, help with what I can, but I'm not about to just sit here and soak and just stay complacent. Um, if you know me, you know that complacency is not it's not my thing. Um, if anything, makes me completely uncomfortable and I got no choice but to fucking get out of that position. Um But this person, you know, was just kind of like him, like he was like doing certain shit purposely to hinder and you couldn't tell him nothing. You know, I feel like he had, like he did a lot more talking than he did walking. So he knew I didn't have no place to go. Right. And he, you know, tried to be spiteful and, you know, charged me like a crazy amount of rent just to sleep on his couch and I was like bro you trying to split the rent just for me to sleep on your couch and my shit to be in boxes in the fucking dining room like what like I don't get it so I was like nah bro that's good um I'm not about to beg you to stay here I'm not about to kiss your ass so I'll be out so luckily you know within those those several months that I was there I was able to develop a relationship with some co-workers that I had worked with in retail and um you know, I obviously <laughs> ended up sleeping on their couch too, but you know, they was helpful. They were willing to assist and, you know, help me out, whatever. And I contributed, I contributed what I could. Um, and so like, that was just like a sign right there. Like, oh, okay. Like you real salty about something like you, you not supportive. Not that I expect you to be supportive, but you would do some, some shifty shit just to sit here and put my 
put me in a in a rough spot, you know. Also, um this person's mother was just like not a positive uh spirit, I should say. You know, just they're just like too much shit talking, so much negativity. No, nothing was like really benefiting anybody. And it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm I'm really seeing what my mother is talking about. You know, one, this person shouldn't even be here. Two, like, come on, like it's and and I sometimes I think and I think maybe y'all can relate. Extended family members, they only show up because they want to know your business. And they need some business to tell, they need some drama to start, they need some shit to spark so that they got something to talk about. And it's like, if you're not talking about yourself, I need to talk about you. And it's that it's that sort of mentality of, you know, well, it's a competition. It's like, And it shouldn't be a competition. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like, let so-and-so kids do their thing. You know, why you got to be all up in a business? You know, I remember, uh, I think at the time, well, not I think, but at the time, like, um, I was dating somebody, right? And she was like asking me a lot of personal questions or whatever. And um she was like shocked by what I said. And she tried to make it seem like I was a goody tissues and that I was lying. And I was like, bruh, what? Like, huh? Like, sorry, I'm not one of your fast ass kids or your f- other fast ass nieces and nephews. Like, we like we were nuts kids. Like, this is us, you know. I mean, our mama raised us right. I'm not saying she, like, y'all didn't. But, you know, we different, obviously. But um, that's when I really started to experience, like, okay, like, what my mom was talking about. Because if you go, like, if you go to any, I guess, gathering, holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, if you celebrate that shit or whatever, or you got to be at grandma's house on Sunday dinner, it's always somebody that's wanting to, like, break you down because of what you're doing. If you're going to school, if you're working for the government, if you're working as a police officer, if you're working in fucking retail, there's always somebody that's going to want to tear you down and make you feel like you're worth you're worth less, you know? And it's like, that shit really does affect, it really does affect your mental capacity because you're like, damn, like maybe I, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I'm not really giving my all. Maybe I'm not, you know, going towards my full potential you know but on the other side you have to look at you have to look at these people that are these naysayers right you gotta look at them and say hmm what has possessed them to you know really like say some negative shit because at the end of the day they hurt they're salty they're mad at themselves so of course they're gonna talk shit about you of course they're gonna spark drama throw shade okay and so it's important that like we don't I mean of course that's easier said than done but it's important that we don't let those naysayers get into our heads because at the end of the day they don't mean shit to us and we gotta make sure that we're putting up boundaries I mean yes they may be family but that don't mean you gotta keep them around you keep them fools at a distance I love you, but I love you from afar. Stay the fuck away from me, you know? And that goes for your mama, your daddy, your sisters, your brothers. I don't give a fuck how close y'all are. It doesn't matter. And I feel like I feel like in a lot of communities, especially the black community, 
we think we got to give people passes because we related by blood. Oh, well, that's your mama. No, that's your daddy. But why would you do that? That's your uncle. No, we don't, we don't need to, you know, I was reading the other day about how this, um, I don't remember the fucking article, but it was talking about how, um, the brother of, of a, of a mom of a, so it was pretty much saying like the uncle was molesting the niece, right? And it was the mom's brother, but the mom was telling the child, you know, who was now a grown adult, you know, well, forgive them, you know? And so like, we have to forgive them. God says you got to forgive, but this person is fucking up your child mentally and you not being there is fucking her up even further. You know, I know that's extreme, but, and obviously like my, my case with like, my family members are different. It's more so like, like drama and shit talking, I mean, and negativity, but you got to look at it. Like those are the type of issues that we face, you know, when it comes to like child molestation or abuse or alcoholism or, 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 um, drug addiction, you know, we got so many family members that we all got that one uncle that's, you know, that's kind of weird and off, you know, kind of drinks, but like be hugging the fucking young girls, like in a weird ass way that is so inappropriate. And we all know like, nah, nigga, like that's wrong. Back the fuck up. Um, I mean, we don't all have those. I mean, at least I, I don't, I, I know what those, I know who those uncles are, you know? And you're supposed to stay away from them. But you have a lot of family members that are like, oh, he just, he just, he, he just the uncle. He just being the uncle. No. You know, um, if you wanted to go to college and your mom is like steady, like talking down to you, calling you names, hindering your growth and belittling you because you're wanting to improve and, you know, evolve and become a better person, you got to cut, cut her off. You know, it's okay with cutting people off. And if you're too scared to cut people off, you know what you do? You create boundaries. The D&D on the phone is there for a reason. You don't need to go, like, if your mom calls you once in a while, yes. Okay, you can answer it or you don't. Or if she calls and your phone is on do not disturb. If she leaves a message or texts you, you can text back, depending on what the conversation is about. And if you do want to, you know, pick up the phone, keep the conversation short and don't share your business because sometimes people do share your business with other people. And some people are so set in their ways that sometimes it's not easy for them to change or they won't change at all. So going back to my, my sisters, you know, I have a niece um, and her mom, who is the, who's the middle child of all of us, you know, we have our issues, but I keep her close. Like we're, we're always, we, I try, I try my damnedest to always, you know, call, to call almost every day. Um, especially now that I'm back and in the area, um, my baby sister, I've, I've created a distance because sometimes we don't see eye to eye on things. We help each other when we can. I try to guide, but I know how my baby sister is. So it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to let you do your thing. Um, 
I do, however, and this is just a um, a very transparent, tra- excuse me, transparent moment. Um, with that, with my little sister, I do need to be more supportive, and I do feel like sometimes I I get annoyed too easily, and I sometimes question her behavior, and and instead of me listening, I'm just constantly like, dude, like, why would you? You know, and I think that's the same with my with my twin sister because me and my twin sister have talked about it. You know, she was talking about how I don't listen and I'm really quick to say something. Now I do listen, but it's not even about our conversations. It's just about how I'm being treated, and I won't be doing anything. And she's already like saying something smart or just saying something that's like kind of jacked up or taking advantage, you know? Um, I remember one time I was in Costa Rica with, um, two of my close friends and, um, my twin hat came along and she was leaving a couple of days early and we had to take her to the airport at 5 a.m. And I pretty much told her like, no dude, we can't, you know, we can't take you. That's like really early. We got to drive this rental about an hour and a half away, all the way to um, the San Jose airport. And she was just like, no, y'all motherfuckers going to take me. And she did that in front of all her. And she did that in front of, you know, our mutual friend and and my close friends. And I, I still wonder, like, if she understands, like, how that action has impacted how her friends have viewed her. And ever since then, like, I just, I, I, I mean, of course that was a couple of years ago, but I still try to keep a distance. Um, yeah, I still try to keep a distance. I kind of said this past weekend, I said some, I said something fucked up because I was like a a little mad and it wasn't like I said it directly. I kind of said it indirectly. Um, my mom was telling her to put on her seatbelt and she had said something like, oh no, I don't care. I want her to get a ticket. Mind you, we're all 20, like, I'm 27. She's 27. And it's like, bruh, what? I mean, good thing my back windows are tinted. But still, I'm like, why would you say something like that? Like, you sound weird. And so I was all like, well, if anything happens, (laughs) if we get in a car accident, (laughs) it'll be a blessing to somebody. And that's really mean to say. But I know how to hit below the belt. I know how to antagonize, not, I don't, I don't do the antagonizing. I just hit below the belt and that's, I'm one and done. So I don't like, I don't got to do much. Um, and I don't hit below the belt often. It's, it takes me a lot to do that. Um, but I could have said some really fucked up shit and, you know, I just chose not to. I just said, you know, well, it'll be a blessing to somebody and, you know, kind of make her think, you know, but Um, even though like me and my sisters, we all have like these weird relationships and we're close, but we're not close. Um, we've always had each other back. Um, and the 11th grade, um, while I was in 11th grade, I had got expelled for fighting, um, this chick, um, due to year, due to a couple of years of just, you know, just side comments, um, some racially charged comments, you know, you know, y'all remember how, uh, during the summer, you know, bitches be on MySpace talking shit or whatever on your page or whatever, or you can see people's comments 
comment section on their page. Um, well, yeah, that was that was kind of the situation, and I kept seeing a lot of that, and I was all like, oh, okay, all right, it's real. So um, I had a, I think, yeah, it was like 11th grade, October 15, 2000, and 2008, yeah, 2008, something like that. Lord, don't ask me why I remember that. But it was October 2008, right? That was like my the beginning of my junior year. And me and my sister, my twin sister, like me and her, like we rode deep. Like we, been in the, we came into this world together and we literally fought so many times together, like with other bitches. So uh, my sister, I always have my sister back no matter what. It don't matter. Like if we can be mad at each other, we wanted to kill each other, whatever. But we'll always have each other back, each other's back. And and that, that goes with all my sisters. Like, we'll always have each other's back. Um, but my sister, but we had, we were walking to the bus and it was the end of the day and we had saw the girl that was talking shit for like the past couple of years, right? And um, my, si- my sister was like, oh, there she go, there she go. And I was all like, what? And so... Um, I guess a sauce for a burrito was thrown, right? And it went past her head, and the girl was all like, well, if you're going to do something, then do it. And, you know, I like me, I just blacked out and just, like, punched the chick, you know, and that's not something that I'm proud of. But two weeks prior to that, you know, <laughs> or no, the, literally, literally, I think a week or two weeks prior to that, my two little sisters who, who were, were attending middle school together, um, they got expelled for doing the same exact thing, you know, and we were all in this predicament of just being fed up with the racial, the racial, the race, the anti-blackness, the racial harassment, the, just the fuck shit that was going on. And nobody was listening to us when we were trying to advocate for ourselves. Cause our men, like we were being fucked with and, we all just kind of like snapped and you know, we just, we fucked, we fucked some people up. Um, and in that process, <laughs> we both had our, like our parent, our mom was like up there at the school, like, wow, ain't this some shit? Like y'all really, but all, all four of y'all motherfuckers are, you know, getting expelled. God damn it. You know, but, um, you know, we've always had each other's back. Um, I remember my little sister was getting bullied by this this was several, two, two, there were two instances where my baby sister, who was about 12 at the time, no, 10, was getting bullied by a 12-year-old, and then this one lady who was 20-something had hit my little sister, and each time, I've had to go on to, like, a little soccer field in our apartment complex and run up on some people with my shoes and, like, just beat somebody's ass because they're fucking with my little sister, um, and in one of those moments, um, all of us came out, even my mama, you know, even though my mom has MS, like she was still out there, like who the fuck is messing with my child? Um, but she didn't have to do nothing. Like her daughters took care of it. Um, and when I tell y'all, even though when I tell y'all, we, me and my sisters were close, we would run up for we would run up for any one of us, like for each other. That's just how it is. We'll run up. I'm not. I'm not talking about no. I'ma cuss you out. No. We pull up and we fight. And I know at 27, we should not be doing this. I haven't had to do that since I was 18, 19. 
Um, but even when I've gotten into it with my sisters, while a fight was about to take place, my sisters still would not have, like, and, and there could be my sister's friends and they try to fight me. My sisters won't even have it. They're like, nah, you're not, you're not about to let that happen. Um, and I appreciate that with, you know, um, with my sisters, even though sometimes we can't stand one another. Um, but I pray that we, you know, we stay close and try to rekindle whatever's been, I guess, broken in our, in our family. Um, and even with our, our mother, you know, I mean, that's a, I know that's a little personal, but, um, we're all still close. There's just, there's just a lot that we all have to work on. And I'm sure there's other families out there. Even some of y'all got some issues with y'all families, whether it's mental health, uh, drug addiction, um, you know, parents divorcing, shit like that. You know, there's a, a lot of it takes a toll on our on our psyche and it's not cool and we really have to make sure that we're building up boundaries. Um, and I've talked about in previous episodes, I think I already said this, but my phone stays on Do Not Disturb. I don't. The only person that I have on my favorites list is my friend Glow. And that's like one of the <laughs> most important people in my life. And... Um, you know, that's like, my, that's like, that's my road dog. Like, that's my yin yang. You already know. But that's the only person. Um, not to say that there aren't other people because most of the time I be on my phone anyways and I'll respond. But I don't, I choose not to, um, I choose not to have, I guess, open availability, if that makes sense. Um, I try my damnedest to keep my peace of mind safe and sane. <laughs> Um, so that I'm not popping off because my peace of mind is way more important than anything else. Um, especially with all that I have got, all that I have going on. Um, and you know, even though like me and my twin sister, like we kind of, you know, like she was just irritating or whatever, or it annoyed me or whatever. And that's usually what they want. Like they want to annoy you or whatever. And you gotta, you have to distance yourself. I'm able to distance myself. It's, it's no problem for me to distance myself. I haven't really talked to talked to her in a couple of days. I mean, little texts here and there, but I know where my boundaries lie and I know where they shall remain, especially now that I'm here in close proximity with all my family members. So, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that on that. Um, but I also want to add that, you know, all, all blood ain't kin. And all can ain't blood. And what that means is that just because they're related to you doesn't mean that they're family. And just because y'all don't share the same blood doesn't mean that they can't be family. Because I have a lot of friends who I look at as sisters, who I wish, um, who who I, I sometimes wish that, you know, all right, I wish I could get this out of all my sisters. And I think that, I think everybody can relate to that. There are there are people that we call our friends that are literally like family. You know, like my friend Brianna, she's like family to me. Glow, Janae, they're all like family to me. You know, those are people that I really do um, 
look at as family. Um, I don't ever see anything like hindering any of that. Um, but you know, we really got to break those generational curses. Don't become, don't become like that side of the family or don't become like that side of the family. Don't perpetuate the same ideas that your mother or your father or whomever in your family has placed upon you. You can change the cycle. You can you can end it. You know, there's this thing called therapy. That shit helps. Read a book, meditate, walk, work out. The shit helps, you know. Develop your own peace of mind and understand what your peace of mind is. You know, take those those breaks, even if it's from social media, even if it's, you know, not talking to your mother or your father or your stepdad or your your crazy ass auntie or those cousins down the, down the street that don't bring nothing but havoc to you, you know. And even if it's your sister or your brother or your twin, because I'm not the only twin that goes through shit with their twin sister or their twin brother. We all go through shit. And it's okay to, you know, cut people off for a little while, you know? Silence is deadly, but silence, silence is, it helps. You know, you don't need to talk to people every day. You don't need to talk to them every day. You don't need to talk to them once a month. If you feel like talking to them once a month is okay, then you do that, you know? Um... And I just just think it's very important that we hold on to those boundaries. Um, The way that we develop boundaries um, in relationships is the same way we need to develop those boundaries in relationships with our family members. You know, I've been talking about that all throughout um, these episodes. And, you know, it's imperative that we do that because there's, there's more to... Um, there's more to, to life than, you know, being mentally, mentally affected by people that won't change. You know, um, there was this quote that said, um, if you're constantly affected by a person that won't change, some shit like that, it might be on my Instagram, but I'll end up posting it a little later, but if you're constantly affected by someone that won't change, then you're not changing either. Or you're steady, you're you're not willing to change either, you know? And so I I look at that with um some of the like I look at that with my sister, like, damn, if I'm gonna be constantly fucking annoyed or irritated by what my sister does, then maybe I need to change some things. Maybe I need to like, you know, remove myself or just say okay all right and just let shit roll because if you're not gonna if it doesn't if it doesn't take if it doesn't take longer than five minutes or if it's not gonna affect you in five minutes from now or or if it doesn't affect you five years from now why spend more than five minutes on it you know you don't need to dwell you don't need to continue thinking about shit, you know, and stop holding grudges. Grudges is what fucks people up. Live your life. Stop worrying about this person that fucking bullied you when y'all was seven or this person that, you know, fuck all them grudges. 
fuck closure, okay? Create your own closure, okay? Forgive motherfuckers and move on. You don't got to talk to them again. That's it. You don't have to talk to them again, you know? And I think it's it's just very important for your own well-being. Um, I do want to send a shout-out to... Um, Inez, because her song was playing earlier. Um, I do want to send a shout out to um, my friends, Brianna, Glow, Janae, Ninty, Tierra, um, Gio, Simone and Philly. I'm so proud of you, bitch. Like, I really am. Sorry, I shouldn't say bitch. Queen. <laughs> um, but I just really want to say that, like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm proud of everybody that's really doing their thing and really trying to find um, their way um, especially to everybody that had recently graduated um, this summer and this past spring and those who will graduate this fall. Um, I want to send a special shout out to everybody that I had um, in class and all my classes at Georgia State University over there in Atlanta, the downtown campus. Um, I really do appreciate y'all. And I know like a lot of us are doing our own thing or whatever, but it is so refreshing that to still have those connections with y'all and still see y'all prosper and still, you know, make a way and make a lane and create your own fucking table and pull up your own chair, um, you know, and create those seats at the table that you want to see us at. And I know right now it's hard because a lot of us just graduated and we're really, um, you know, going through this whole post-grad anxiety or whatever. I think I'm kind of over mine, um, but I'm doing so much work right now with so many different schools, and and, and I'm about to start working. Um, but I want to say I'm proud of y'all. If nobody, has, if nobody hasn't said it yet, I am. I'm proud of y'all. And shout out also to Michaela, um, who has been working on her podcast, Soul Sessions, You've been doing a good, uh, the damn thing pretty much. And, you know, you inspire me um, just as much as I inspire you. And I pray that, you know, you continue to grow and evolve and become better in all that you want to become better in. Um, I'm going to leave you all with a quote. Um, uh, I'm going to leave you all with a quote. Um, and... <coughs> Well, actually, before I leave y'all with a quote, um, not to, yeah, I don't think I talked about it, but um, Nissy Hustle had re- was supposed to celebrate his 34th birthday on um, on August 15th, and um, as y'all know, he had passed away um, March 31st earlier this year. Um, he was killed, but um, I do want to just. Send my condolences to his family, Sam, um, and uh, like Sam and Samantha, um, and Lauren, and all of them. And just know that like a lot of us are still affected. I know y'all affected. Y'all knew him personally. We didn't, but just know like the world is impacted by all of it. Um, I will be. I'm almost likely be in LA maybe this weekend. I don't know yet um, to go see the new. Um, uh, to go see the, the opening for the Marathon Gallery um, on August 23rd um, at 11 a.m. to 7. 
it's at the Shoe Palace on Melrose um, in L.A. Um, but they're doing a special tribute to him because it's the it's the um, special opening of the Marathon Gallery and it's presented by Puma and the Marathon Clothing. They'll be pretty much celebrating Nipsey's life and legacy. Um, and also, if you didn't know, on September 5th, um, Puma is dropping the Nipsey Hustle um, capsule. It was something that um, Nipsey and Puma have been working on for a while now, and they're going to be pretty much um, uh, they're going to be pretty much showcasing that. Um, that's going to premiere September 5th, um, and I really can't wait. And I'm just really so ex- I'm so excited for everything that Nipsey has done, and I'm excited that everyone is continuing his legacy um that marathon still continues to this day and I'm glad that his family his fans his friends are making sure that his legacy don't die I'm so proud of everything that they are doing I'm proud of Nipsey I was extremely affected when he passed away and just like a lot of people but um you know August 15th has um, a lot of meaning to me for other personal reasons. Um, but it was just crazy that, you know, that was his his birthday. And, you know, I really do believe he was a true being. And maybe he was just too good for this earth. Um, and so I want y'all to know that the marathon continues. And this is the 10th episode I have so much more content to provide y'all with. I'm doing a lot, so bear with me. Um, it's still going to be every two every two Fridays. I'll be premiering new episodes. Um, and just, you know, I, like I said at the beginning, like I just thank all of y'all for continuing to listen, whether it's five listens, 35 listens, 100 listens, whatever. I am so appreciative, and I thank y'all so much. Um, hopefully we'll be on Apple podcast pretty soon. Um, but I'm gonna lead y'all with this quote. Finally, (laughs) it's by the late, great Toni Morrison. And it says, if you want to fly, you got to give up the shit that weighs you down. If you want to fly, you got to give up the shit that weighs you down. I know y'all heard me. So that was by Toni Morrison and, you know, I thank her. She's inspired me to keep writing, keep creating. And, you know, if y'all got anything that's weighing y'all down, just get rid of it. Any negativity, whatever's weighing you down, get rid of it. So I say that to say peace. And I thank y'all so much. And I thank y'all so, so much (laughs) for listening and staying tuned. So um, once again, this is Melanie and I'm Bothered. This is Ronnie. I'm signing off. Peace.